has it yet. But you are fighting a new kind of war. And you are losing. Every oil rig I see is on fire. The attacks have been linked to a group known as the Engineers, but little else is known about them. going to declare war unless we can give her another solution. How? We won't waste time playing defense. I was raised to believe that one man could change the future. Do you believe that? Hey everybody, it's time for this Xbox Life episode number 255, the Xbox One Recap. I'm Rob, your host for today, along with my co-host and my good buddy and my bestest um, BFF. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, and my BFF, FFB, all that good stuff. And there you heard his sultry voice. It is Mark, also known as Wingman 709. 709, not Wingman 1. No. Because you don't want to pay any royalties to Microsoft, right? Um, I don't know. For taking the name of the Xbox. Anyway. Oh, exactly. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just skip that. So I did leave out one thing that... Uh, uh, that I will put in just to confuse Mark some more, and that's it. This show was recorded on Sunday, August 18th, 2013, in the Xbox Live Studios. Sure. I'd like that. Okie dokie. Our virtual studio. Our virtual studio, yeah. Which last week was not behaving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hopefully uh, the show made some sense after I was stitching together numerous, numerous files. Hey, you got some good comments on Facebook. Someone was saying that the, that you must be a genius because they couldn't even tell that we had all those problems. Yeah, I I tried to clean it up as, as best as I could. That whole editing thing probably took me over an hour. I'm Just surprised to... it didn't take longer, dude. What, uh, what, how many <laughs> files did we end up with you to try to stitch together, 10 or 12? I, there's about a dozen. Yeah, that's... Yeah, there's about a dozen, and there were even times where the audio was just dropping out. So there would be times where, for example, you would be talking and you'd cut out for maybe five seconds. So I found those spots and I just trimmed it down. So if somebody's listening to the content, you'll hear, you'll hear Mark or, or myself talking about something. And then it'll like segue into something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like you're talking about a cheeseburger and you'll say, Oh yeah, the cheeseburger was on a bun, and then immediately after that, it'll be you're talking about stra- strawberry. On you know, str- it'll say you'll say like okay, uh, sesame seeds on the bun, whipped cream on the uh, I don't know on the Sunday or something. All right, let's just hey, can you just tell them hungry? <laughs> can you tell them hungry or something? I guess. But we got it out and. Uh, Hopefully, we won't have to go through something like that again. See, if you had come it's... over for dinner tonight, you wouldn't be hungry. Oh, really? Did you uh, have good stuff? Oh, baked manicotti. I got tons left over for lunch this week. Woohoo! Well, bring it on over. Yeah, you come over and get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I can dude. deliver it to you. <laughs> I'm there. 
So anything you want to talk about uh, briefly before we get on with the shoe? The shoe? Um, not that I can think of. Okay, let's get going. What have you been playing? Oh, uh, what did I play this week? Um, it was I didn't get nothing in last week because I was out of town. But yeah, you're traveling this weekend. I did get to play um, Dead Rising Two: Cases Zero and Dead Rising Two because both of those are free if you're a gold subscriber. They will be free. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. August. I gotta go and get those uh, queued on up. Make some room. Uh, Dead Rising 2 is like 6 gig or something. Yikes. So, make some room on your hard drive. But, um, you know, I originally played... Oh, and I also played Payday 2 as well. Right. But let me start with Dead Rising. Now, I, I tried the original Dead Rising game, and I quit very early on. I didn't like the the timing. There was like Everything's timed. Like, you've... This is what I don't understand about this series, and and I forgot all about it. I just remember quitting the first one, and I thought it was because it, it's pretty complicated. It's it's hard, and you die a lot, and and it's like you always have to go find a save point. There's no checkpoints or anything, so you and if you forget to do it, and all of a sudden you die, you could lose like an hour's worth of gameplay, or more, depending on you oh, go wow. all the way back to when you last were you know, last saved. So yeah. you have to manually do that. Um, I didn't like that. It, it's, it's just, there's a lot of running back and forth. So, but you know, I got these and I tried case zero first and I've played it a couple times and I can't, I can't quote beat the game, the, the DLC or whatever they're calling it. It was like a prequel. And, and it's because, you have to do all these things in a certain amount of time. You only have so much time to do it. But there's like so much to the game. You can't go and do everything. It's not possible. Okay. It's like, it's like designed to make you play the game six or seven times over to oh, achieve wow. everything that's there. So like there's like, oh, come save me, but you got to go find these bike parts. You can't save anyone. It's like there's not enough time, and you have to – it's like – Good luck trying to find where all the bike parts are and avoiding the zombies and getting them back. Um, it's just, you know, doing all these different things to be able to, you know, the, essentially the point of the zero, um, uh, case zero is that you're with your daughter and you're, you're, you're trying to, uh, get out of town or where you work because someone stole your truck. So he's got to go. First of all, he's got to go get a, some Zombrex, you know, because you you can you have to administer Zombrex every twelve hours, so you have to be back by your daughter between a window a certain time frame. Can't give it to her too early. You can't give it to her late. Um, so you have to do that. You know, everything else has to stop whatever you're doing. And then you, you okay. So then after that, then it's like you got to find these bike parts because you want to basically escape with her. But the military is coming in, and you have. Till the military gets there to get these bike parts and get the bike built and get out of Dodge. Right, right. If you don't, then the military takes your daughter and, you know, side, spoiler, I guess, spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, I don't consider it spoiler alert because it's been out for a long time, but I know a lot of people are just getting it, but it, there's not a lot to it. I mean, and, and the point is, it's like, I've yet to been able to build the bike. I've only got one bike part back. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, there's the military. I, there's not enough time. 
to go and do these. And it's like, I don't want to play the same thing over and over and over trying, okay, let me do all the survivors. Okay, on this run, I'll get all the bike parts. Um, on this run, I'm going to do kill a thousand zombies or something. There's just not enough time to do all these things. And, and that's what's frustrating. And I remember that now about the original game was the same way. It's like you have this end goal. And there's all these other things that pop up. So it's like a, it's like an open world game, but it's, it's, but yet you have to follow this linear path and you have to basically ignore all these quote side missions that come up if you want to finish the game. Okay. Otherwise it's like, you're not going to finish it. Right. right. So, and, and uh, so I'm like, that's kind of frustrating. So I started to play Dead Rising 2. Because I wanted to check it out anyways. Um, and it, it's exact same thing. It, it, you know, and here I am, I'm trying to do these things, but all these other missions are popping up. And it's like, you want to bring more people in, you want to do these things, but you really can't. And it's frustrating because it's like, you're in this mall, there's all these shops, you want to, you want to spend some time looking for weapons, you want to find stuff that you can build combo weapons on at the workbench and stuff. But it's like, there's just not time. Because right, everything right. you do, takes away from that ticking clock. And so it's like you really have to stay focused. And this is all I'm doing on my first run. I'm going to try to do just the main story. I have to stick to that. Don't get sidetracked. Oh, and I better run into every bathroom I see along the way and save my game, you know, constantly. Right, right. And it's just, to me, it's not not fun. I, I don't like that. I don't like the time limit thing. I, I would enjoy this game immensely, and I'd even go back and play the first one if it wasn't for that time limit thing. Oh, wow, okay. You know, that's the thing. It's like, if I could just wander around, take my time, kind of like I did in Dead Island, you can go and do whatever you want. It's open world. There are missions or side missions, but there's no timing. It's not like if you don't get here in one hour real time or one hour of game time, which is pretty darn quick, it's probably about five minutes, then, you know... That's over. It's done. Your game's over. Right. You know? and, and I just think it's ridiculous. Now, supposedly, Dead Rising 3 is going to have an option that you can remove that time limit. And But they're still going to have... like It's still going to be the same game for those that like to play it that way. But I guess my understanding is that they are going to have an option for people like me who want to play the game but don't like that time limit piece. So okay. I I I probably won't get I probably won't touch Dead Rising anymore. Um, I don't know if I'll go back to play it any more than what I've done, um, simply because of the time limit thing. It, it's just right. it to me it it just takes away. I can't enjoy the game and the environment, and I can't go. You know what? I want to get on today, and I just want to spend an hour just just killing zombies every which way I can because you can't do that. You don't have the time to do that. Right. Right. <laughs> so. So, but um, so that's that. But don't forget, everybody, if you want to get your those free those free two free th- uh, games, get them before the end of August. Um, yeah, I just queued them both up right just now. Okay. While you were chatting. Yeah, and make some room. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the other game I played uh, this weekend, uh, yesterday, and today, as a matter of fact, was Payday Two. This yeah. was one I was really looking forward to. Uh, it looked, um, I thought it sounded like it's kind of cool and, and stuff. And it, it, I still don't know how I feel about this game yet. I'm very, I don't really have an opinion of it. 
And if I do have an opinion, then it's more towards the disappointed side than it really? is to the, to the positive. Um, I know several people are playing it. They really do enjoy it. I just, I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Here's, here's my experience. So I got the game Saturday, came home, and uh, it was in Saturday the- as in yesterday? Yesterday. Or- Okay. Yeah, yesterday. So, got it in the mail. Got that night, popped it in. I saw people playing, so I said, "Hey, do you have room?" They're like, "No, we're, we already got our four people." I said, "Okay, you know, just hit me up if you get an open spot." So, I, I, I launched the game, and you can play it by yourself, but the game's truly meant to be played with other people. And you right. can get AI co-op AI. So, but it's really weird. It's like it comes up, and there's just like this map with all these different jobs on it. There's no, it's like there's no real story. You're just doing jobs, crime jobs. That's it. And so I, I went and, f- you know, there's really no, no introduction to what, what you're supposed to do with this map, what all those stars and stuff mean. Like, is this harder? Or is this what, you know, some have white stars and some have white and gold stars. You know, what does that mean? There's all these different bonuses and stuff. So I tried a mission where I was supposed to rob out a nightclub, and they're like, you're supposed to sneak past the bouncer, somehow get past him. So I walk up to okay. him, and he's like, get out of here, buddy, and blah, blah, you know, he wouldn't let me Oh, in. just like in real life. Yeah, so I walk <laughs> around, I'm trying to find a way around the building, you know, and then finally I'm like, well, I can't figure out, it's like, I don't see another way in here. And so I walked back, and I noticed the bouncer was kind of off to the side. So I just walked right past him and went in, and nothing ever happened. I'm like, well, that's kind of stupid. I mean, the guy was looking at me as I walked by. So that made no sense. So then I go yeah, in, swagger. And, and I'm walking in the place, looking around, and, you know, you're just casing the joint. So, you know, you're you're not visible, really, as a threat to anyone. So I finally find the where I'm supposed to go, but I had to, like, drill the door open to get to the office. And I think there's multiple ways if you can find someone with a key card, you know, but there's like no setup. There's nothing that sets you up to kind of tell you no training mission, nothing to kind of tell you what you're supposed to. Well, I guess there is a training. There is, but it's not sufficient. It's really limited. It's, it was very limited a training mission. If you want, so I don't even call it that. Yeah. But, um, so anyways, and then I start drilling on this door and it's like, it's going to take like five minutes real time. Wow. Okay. This door to open. So then all of a sudden, I guess as soon as I do that, something's triggered or someone sees me because you have to put your mask on like this mask before you do anything, any criminal activity, you have to, you have to put your mask on. Of course, that makes it visible and, you know, everybody's alerted to what you're doing. So then I'm fighting cops and security guys for five minutes, you know, waiting for this drill. And of course, every minute or so, the drill stops working. It jams. So then you got to go over there and you got to restart it, which takes time because you got to hold the bumper and it's like this little timer thing. So it takes probably, oh, five to 10 seconds to reset the drill. All the meantime, you're getting shot at. Right. So, Anyways, so it's just like this, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, I never, it just didn't feel, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. It really didn't explain very well, in my opinion, what you're supposed to be doing. The 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 gun mechanics 
are horrible. Now, I think, in my understanding, is that they will get better as you are unlock um, different mods and stuff, and there's different skills to like help with the recoil and stuff like that. But it's like the the shooting mechanics right at the start are just horrible. Um, and what I don't oh, like about good. that is that all these mods and, and stuff that you can get to improve your weapon, it's like when you finish a mission, there's like these three cards appear on the screen. You're supposed to select a card. You don't know what's behind it. And it's like a random lottery of what you get. It's just like a gift. So you might get a mod. You might get a, a, a mask. You might get a color scheme for a mask. You might get an emblem for your mask. You might get a weapon. You might get cash. You know, it's so there's no way to like go and purchase these mods. Right, right. You have to randomly get it unlocked, it, which is stupid. Okay. <laughs> you no, know, it's just like, and you have to get to like level twelve before you're even allowed to buy armor, and and. And so, on and on top of it, the game is hard. Um, I went in, finally got, the, so then I get through this door, so I get up to the manager's office, and then I gotta crack a safe. So the same thing, break out the drill and start drilling through the safe. There's another five minutes you're waiting. All the while, the cops are dropping down through the ceiling, guys are shooting at you, cause of course the office is on the second floor, but it has glass, so everybody's shooting at you from, down on the club level, uh, they're coming up the stairs at you, they're smoking you, they're gassing you, they're tasing you, they're sending juggernauts in. Um, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's just like, what the hell? So then finally I crack the safe and there's like, you know, three bags of money or something I'm supposed to grab. I can only carry one at a time. Mm-hmm. My two AI partners do not carry any money. So I had to go find What's my way out of the that? club while they're following me, get to the van, throw the money in the van, and then I had to figure out how to get back in the club when it's surrounded by cops. Fight my way back up to the top to get another bag of money, to come back down, throw it in the van, and do it a third time. Well, needless to say, I didn't make it. I, I got killed when I went in back in the club the second time. Right, yeah. So all of that, and then you end up with really nothing because the mission failed. You get a tiny little bit of XP, and that's it. Wow. So... So then I got, by the time I'd finished that, and I was like, well, this just kind of blows. Um, um, Jesus Walks a Lot shot me a message saying, hey, we're, you know, he's like, hey, let's play. So I started playing with him, and we got two randoms off the Internet that joined us. So we had a crew of four. And everybody, I was like, I'm like a level one. Everybody else like a level 30. And, um, you know, so I'm just kind of trying to listen what they're telling me to do. But... The, so that, that's kind of the negative aspect of it. Okay, so that was kind of my beefs with the game. Okay. The rest of the time I played it all online with other people. And what is interesting is that if you do get four people that all have mics, or if you got four friends you can play with, you can have some fun because people you can go in and load out as different different skills, different equipment. And, you know, you can kind of set up and plan, like someone's going to bring a, a jammer for so no one can call the cops. You deploy the jammer so, you know, someone else is going to do crowd control. Someone else is going to go around the back and look for the guards and knock them out. And you can kind of plan. And that that part was kind of fun, working as a team like that. And, and, you know, they're like, 
working, you know, together to, to get the objective met. And it's kind of fun, but yet the whole time I was playing this, this weekend, like that, yeah. I was just, it's kind of like, eh, you know, I was like, whatever, you know, uh, the first night I was just like, all right, guys, I'm going to go. I'm going to go watch TV or something, go to bed, right. you know. Well, and then even today, this afternoon, I was like, I've just kind of had enough. I'm like, I'm just going to go do something else, you know. Just, it's just, it's not like a Borderlands where you're just like sucked in and you can't stop playing. And it's, I'm just like, eh, it's okay. You know, so I think a lot of the, you know, it's just, it didn't, for me, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of uh, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, I can't think of what it's called. Not the one I've said it several times now, and I need to recall what it's called. Where like a character's arm or a body or their head will come through a wall. Oh, uh, the texture issue or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's just like you know, all of a sudden you'll see a cop's head poke through the wall. Yep. You can grab bags of money through the walls. Um, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of those. It, nothing breaking the game, just things that it's like, man, that that this game needs some polish, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't knock a game for that because they'll probably correct those things in the patch. But I mean, there's oh, a lot hope. of things with like AI, the cops that you're fighting against, just like running back and forth in front of the door, um, just not a not some not really good AI movement. Um, in that aspect. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, you're just, it's a frustrating hard game. You can get wiped out real quick. It's just, you know, you can do one mission and then you go, okay, let's try one that's harder and then just, oh my goodness, man. It's just like cops everywhere and it's just, you know, you can blast them with a clip and they just fall down and they get right back up. It's just like, what? But you take four shots and you're down. You know, it's just, it's just, I don't know, I can't, it just didn't do it for me. I, it's it's not. It didn't live up to what I was thinking or expecting out of the game. Okay. It, it can be fun, but you you know if you're going to get any fun out of it, you're going to have to play with people, uh, with four real people to really have a chance of succeeding, and I think to really get the most out of the game. Um, so, but that that's what I played. How about uh, what did you play? Did you play anything while I was gone this week? Yeah, I played a, a little bit of Brothers uh, early on in the week. Uh, a Tale of Two Sons. A, a ta- exactly. <laughs> so Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Uh, I kind of just will reiterate what I said last week's on last week's show, is that the, this game is very innovative. It's it's a lot of fun. It's just something new and fresh. I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I did get hit with um, a bug or glitch or whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's a certain section where you need to get a key, and certain people uh, that are lucky enough, if, if you want to call it that, have a little glitch where your guy can't get the key. So that was kind of a bummer, and the fix is to do a reset of that chapter, which requires you having to redo a whole bunch of stuff, which is kind of a drag. But uh, other than that, the, the game is it's awesome. Love it, love it, love it. Highly recommend that people give it a try at least. So, Mark, give it a try. Nah. But I'm going to bug you about something. What's that? Because this was your game that you played last week. This is the game you played this week. The game's only like three hours long. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Are, are you going to be playing it again next week, or are you going to say that you finished it? Well, it, it should be that I finished it. Cause <laughs> I was out of town for five days this week. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't get much time. Actually, I barely got any time to play my Xbox because uh, I, I left town on Wednesday. And we recorded that show on Monday, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. So I can let you slide. So, okay. So I'm just saying, yeah, it's, it's not me. It's the community. They're going to be like... You know, if you're doing this four or five weeks, going, I played Brothers, they're going to be like, dude, it's a three-hour game. How can you still be playing it for five weeks? (laughs) Well, you see when you play it five minutes at a time. Okay. Well, then that gives you probably about five weeks. (laughs) (laughs) You should just play it and finish it just so you can hassle me more about it. I should. I should just buy the Oh, I finished it. And I'll call you tomorrow night. Dude, I, I... I tried Brothers a Tale of Two Sons and uh, I beat it. It was awesome, Completed best game it. ever. So, but it's a it's a pretty cool little game. Double thumbs up. Um, I guess I can also mention that uh, I, I was out of town. I went to Gen Con in Indianapolis for the last couple of days. So that, that was a lot of fun. I did a lot of networking for uh, the, this board game life podcast, meeting people and, and so forth. I got some gaming in. There's some pretty neat stuff that came out. I'll probably talk about that on the next episode of this board game life. So I won't go into it in much detail here other than uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. There was uh, a little video game section. I tried to take some pictures. The pictures didn't come out very good. I was going to post them on the uh, the Twitter feed. But uh, there's this one room where they have nothing but video games. Actually, there's there's a couple of video game rooms. There's a uh, one game where they have or one room where they have 16 Xboxes and people are playing co-ops. They, they have a little bit of everything over there, so it's not just Xbox. They have Nintendos, Sony's, uh, etc. And they have various competitions throughout the whole time over there. So that was kind of neat just to watch the stuff going on. They actually, had, one night when I was walking by, I just popped in there real quick to see what, what was happening at that particular moment. They had, oh, I forgot what it was called, Punch-Outs maybe? It was it was an old school boxing game. You know that? Mm-hmm. That's an Nintendo uh, game. Yeah, you know that, uh, With that the emulator <laughs> MAME? Yes. I think it was MAME that they were running, and it was up on a huge, huge projector screen. Oh, yeah? So that was kind of neat. Everybody was, like, just standing in there just watching two guys duke it out. <laughs> now, Punch-Out, was that where you kind of see the people, or do you... You're, like... Ghosted You're kind of ghosted on your own, because it's like you're looking through the back of your character, and your character was Glass Joe. And you fight characters like Bald Bull and... Um, I, he's the only one I can think of at the moment, but there's there's a bunch of guys. But that's an old Nintendo game. Yeah, actually, no, it wasn't Punch Out. I wonder what it's called now. Oh well, it doesn't relate it, to Xbox, right? Yeah, because it's Mame. It doesn't. <laughs> no, I just thought it was kind of neat that everybody was. Uh, I wonder if I could. Uh, hopefully, they own those ROMs. Whoa. Whoa. Especially if they're doing it at a convention like that. Whoa. Because it's illegal to do that if you don't own the ROM. Maybe they do. Maybe. Who's to know? Who's to Who's know? Who's to know? Exactly. 
But, uh, yeah, so uh, I was out at Gen Con. It was a lot of fun. And you wear I'll this, have more time. Did you wear your this. this Xbox Live t-shirt there? Uh, no. I don't even know why I keep I did, you around. I did not walk around with any I, gamer cred. I don't I even just, know why I, I just keep you around. around. I didn't want to blend in with everybody, so I did not wear anything steampunk. I did not wear anything superhero-related or game-related. All right, so for <laughs> this week, I'm looking for a new host, if anybody out there wants to join me next week. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, so that, that's it for that. So much for the best friends forever, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need to find a new one. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think your, I think your, uh, your friend lease will not be renewed. <laughs> I don't care how much you want to pay your dues. Next time I need to delete someone, make room on my friends list. You're the, you're the next one to go. <laughs> Ouch. Lisa, sorry, delete. Ouch. <laughs> Just, you heard it here, folks. You see how he treats people. Yeah. <laughs> beware, beware. Anywho. Be my friend. Don't worry, Rob. No one wants to be my friend. <laughs> a bazing. <laughs> All right. So anything well, else? Let's get, let's get, no, no. Let's get rolling with the stories, my friend. All right. So the title of our show is Xbox One Recap. And one of the things I wanted to do today was kind of go over some of the things. Uh, a lot of people have been joking that, you know, um, this should be called the Xbox 180. Because um, they've, you know, been reversing everything that they've been announcing from E3. So, wanted to run through a few things just to get everybody up to speed on what's changed from the initial vision that we were told uh, back at E3 and in the May uh, launch or uh, reveal. So, the first thing is, does the Xbox One require an internet connection? Originally. It did, um, and they said that it was going to have to connect to the Internet at least once every 24 hours. Now the answer is no. The Internet required Internet connection was done away after all the hullabaloo of E3. So why did it change? Yeah. Well, always online was hugely, hugely unpopular uh, with just about everybody and uh, all those haters on the Internet anyways. Um, and, uh, you know, so... They eventually dropped this and um, said, you don't need it anymore. So one of the questions, um, I think one of the thoughts on this is, you know, a lot of people like to point to DRM. That's why they want it always online. Um, there's other options, too, I think a lot of people forget about. And that's the whole point that Microsoft was going to do a lot of cloud stuff. And we're still planning to do a lot of cloud stuff. But right, that right. could be the reason why the internet connection would be required. Um, also, you know, whether you like DRM or not, you know, these games aren't just going to come free. We're just, you're just not going to get them just because you're such a cool person. These companies spend money to build these things to sell them to you to make a profit. So they can't just have a, a DRM free, um, console that's, you know, yeah. there's got to be some way to protect their, their their product. Property, I get right. that. And, you know, the ability to do digital sharing and all that type of stuff and the, the, their initial vision of being, you know, you're still going to be able to sell your games. You could do digitally and stuff. Um, I think that was cool. And um, But, you know, 
we don't really know. I mean, we're never going to know. There's probably several different reasons, but I think the main reason they changed is was all the backlash that they got after E3. So, but it's not required. So, I guess that's the important thing. Right, right. Um, can I lend my games to friends and family? Um, yes, you can, and you'll be able to do that um, now as, as you've always been able to. You can swap your discs and stuff, just like you always have been able to. Um, we are still going to be able to see some things interesting coming with the Xbox um, Home Gold option, and they are going to allow us to do some sharing from a virtual or digital library. So that's kind of cool. You know, they've been talking about that recently. Major Nelson was discussing this, and we talked about it last week. So if you want to know more about it, then refer to last week's episode. Um. Can it play pre-owned games? If y'all remember, Sony made a joke about this. Um, you know, uh, when this came out, we really weren't sure on exactly what was going to happen. But right now, yes, um, because of the internet capabilities not being required to always check in, everything, Microsoft said everything's going to work just like it does on your 360. So, yes, okay. you, can, you can play pre-owned games. Will it come with a headset? Originally, no, it was not going to come with a headset. Um, they were going to say, they said, yes, use your Kinect. Uh, you know, it's it's already, it's awesome, and it's got a built-in mm-hmm. microphone and blah, blah, blah. But now they've changed that, and they are packing in an Xbox headset with every console. And we actually got to see it with the unboxing that Major Nelson did. Correct, Amundo. And they're bringing back the little hockey puck type of style, so you're going to have the little, almost like a hockey puck thing plugs in the bottom of your console or your controller, and it's going to have the, you know, like volume control and mute or whatnot. So that'll be there for all those who like that. But, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, see, they reversed because of everybody saying, you know, those like me who was not happy that we weren't getting a headset in the box. I don't think that's why they reversed that, because the next question, will it work without Connect? Originally, we were told that you had to have Connect on, plugged in at all times for the Xbox One to work, and that has now changed. So you do not require, Connect is not required to be plugged in. And if that's the case, then you will probably need another way to communicate, which would be a headset. So... Either way, this is good. I'm also glad I can unplug it, too, because my current one is unplugged. Because right, it right. picks up too much junk, and I don't like it doing stuff when I don't want it to do stuff. So um, when I get my Xbox One, I will plug the Connect in, and I'll, I'll give it a shot. But if I have issues with it, like it, like I do the current one, I'll, I'll unplug it as well. So, But I'm going to give it a go and, and, you know, out the gate and see how it works. Um, is it backward compatible? No. Never was. Never will be. Okay. Uh, so that's an easy one. That's not going to change. But right. so we've gained a headset. We've gained the ability to unplug the connect. Uh, we've gained a, sort of gained the ability to play pre-owned games, even though I think that was still going to be an option. Um, we can lend our friends. That was not a change. Um, it, but uh, and we've gained the. I don't call this a gain. I call this a loss. But I guess it's a gain for those that hated it so much that you gained the fact that you can play it offline 24-7 outside of your initial connection. So we'll see. We'll keep up on these 
changes and things happen as uh, they continue to roll out so we get closer to that release date. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on. There's a, a big shindig happening this coming weekend. Uh, the what, 21st, yeah, 21st through 25th in Cologne, Germany, we will have Gamescom. So this is uh, a show that Microsoft is going to have a presence at. So uh, I believe Major Nelson said he was going there, I, I think, on his last podcast or, or the one before. Yeah. He's, he's heading out there. And uh, he's basically said, or they've said, uh, we're going to have a really short stage presentation with some news, talking about some unique exclusive uh, exclusives coming to the platform. Actually, this is uh, uh, Phil Spencer, uh, not Major Nelson. Uh, we're going to talk about Europe's biggest franchise and maybe some interesting things. We have some stuff, but most of the time will be spent... Uh, uh, with the press, uh, getting time with the developers, with getting time with the developers, uh, with their games. Uh, he elaborated uh, further on explaining that he believes, uh, there's no better way than having developers talk about what they're getting out of the platform, whether it's cloud functionality, connect stuff. Uh, Rare will be there. You'll have the Forza team talking about the work that they're doing. You'll have third parties there. Uh, he thinks that it's really going to be a great show because the creators are the ones that make these platforms basically what they are. So beyond that, uh, they're also going to have some playable demos uh, at the Microsoft booth at the show. Uh, it's, uh, he says it's going to be the first time uh, at uh, uh, where consumers are going to get their hands on the Xbox One. It's going to be tremendous. Our studios and third-party studios are hard at work filling out the booth. It's the biggest booth we've ever had. Uh, and then uh, in addition to the unannounced exclusive, uh, Microsoft's lineup includes Forza 5, Dead Rising 3 Rise, Son of Rome, Project Spark, Killer Instinct, and Zoo Tycoon. You know, I, I think out of all of these... I mean, they're all, all ones that we saw at E3, wasn't it? Except for Zuteku, and I don't remember that one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, again, it's going to be August 21st through 25th in Cologne, Germany. Uh, that's this week, baby. Yes, that's right. Starting Wednesday. Starting Wednesday? Oh, wow, yeah. Wednesday, so it starts one, two, three, day, three days from now. Well, plus a time shift. It'll probably yeah. start in two days. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, no. Wait, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, like two, two and a half days, three days, whatever. Well, so, it's already uh, Monday over there, so. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. They're very closer than we are, so. Yeah. So I believe it was a seven-hour difference from me, and I can never remember which time zone you're in right now, so it'll be anywhere from eight to nine hours difference for you. I want to know what the new exclusive is. That's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, dude, I, oh, I can't. Any tell. speculation? I'm, the, I'm praying it's Crackdown 3. <laughs> you keep hoping. Dude, that's all I want, man. Crackdown. You no, know, one of these days, I think you'll be right. I hope so. I, I would love, I think it was a good franchise. It's a good game, man. It's, it was fun. Do you think it'll be something that they could, 
make such a big deal out of to have it be like the surprise exclusive? No, I don't see that's the thing. I don't I don't um I think Crackdown there's people that really do like it, but yeah. I don't think for the most part that it's it's not a huge game. You know, it did sell over a million copies for each one. But um it's still I just don't think it's big enough of a title to the, that they would use that as the exclusive. Right. You know, that would be, but they did have, they did have the crackdown emblem on, on their dashboard at E3. Yeah. On an Xbox one. Yeah. See that, that, I mean, you know, those things are, they scrutinize and go when it's something like E3, man, everything is like, what's displayed is huge. Yeah. They make sure that everything's there for a reason. So to have the crackdown emblem up there, or that orb, or the you know the the picture of the orb, that yeah, that had and on an Xbox One, so it makes no sense to have it there when that game when Crackdown is not going to work. Crackdown One and Two cannot be played on an Xbox One. So why are you seeing a Crackdown image on an Xbox One dashboard? Yeah, that's why I think that there is something behind it. And it was it was it Phil Spencer that. Had the T-shirt on. Uh, he was wearing, um, I think, another on another interview. I think he had a uh, was it Ruffian Games was wearing one of their T-shirts, which doesn't mean anything, you know. It's he wears a lot of T-shirts, but I, I do think we're going to see Crackdown. <laughs> I, I got a hold to that it. man. The fact that it was on the dashboard, there's a reason. Yeah, you know, and it's by a you know. European studio, so... That's so funny. <laughs> I want it so bad. I know. I want it so bad. <laughs> I've tried anything I can to make it possible, trying to will it. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's there. So... It's like, yeah, uh, you know, Phil went on a business trip to City X and the departure display at the airport... <laughs> That had his flight. It also had a flight that went to the... Yeah, that also went over there. So maybe there's some kind of connection. I I just... Yeah, I so bad. I think think at some point you will be correct. I don't know if it's going to be this week, but (laughs) at some point you're going to be able to go, woohoo! I mean, if if they don't... If it's not something they're working on, then why would it even be on the dashboard? Do you know what I mean? It would kill me if they were just like, it turns out that that was just like a filler thing. Photoshop. You know, just because it was, well, just because you know, it was me, an Xbox game and it was a Microsoft, you know, let, title. Let me tell you this. There was, uh, an image of Windows Phone and what was, what it was going to have. And there was, uh, I don't remember if it was a Rovio logo or if it was an Angry Bird, but it became a huge ordeal because Microsoft, uh, had never supposedly acquired the rights to use the game, or not use the game, but the game wasn't announced there was going to be out, and I think Rovio denied it. But in the end, I'm sure they probably came out. I never followed to see followed up to see what happened with the thing. But it's just saying that there have been cases in Microsoft's past where they have had stuff up on public display that might not have been totally legit. I don't mean to, like, burst your bubble but well i'm gonna i'm gonna come back at you with this that a you know lay it on me brother GameSpot 
um, actually talked to Phil Spencer, and he said, they said, a, a Crackdown Agility Orb appeared during Microsoft's Xbox One reveal event in May, mm-hmm. and Spencer said a month later that this was not accidental, adding Ooh. that the series could live on in the form of a cloud-based next-generation game. Mm. Mm. So... I'm that was put up there for a reason. <laughs> so, yes. It's coming, we'll baby. I'm so I'm saying that's the unique game at Gamescom, baby. Okay, so that So that plus the T shirt, dude, you're golden. You know what? And they, and he just said if you look at it, that story said it would be a cloud based game on next gen. Yep. This says they're teasing an Xbox One exclusive. Okay. And I read somewhere else they said it was going to be a unique exclusive. So being a cloud-based game, Xbox One only, cloud-based, Crackdown 3. Yeah, baby, it's all it all fits together, man. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. There you go. So, dude, I'll tell you what. If it happens this week, Rob, you will hear me scream of joy. All oh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably... I think I might have said this in the past, but if I hear a woohoo coming from the southwest, <laughs> I know <laughs> it's crackdown day. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> that's funny. Alrighty. So All time, time to move on. Moving on. Alright, so Activision had their um reveal for Call of Duty Ghosts this week. And um oh. It was pretty good. I, I watched it. It was like an hour long. There was some stupid stuff in there. Um, the whole, the video with the like, they announced like with their special super duper prestige edition. It's like $200. It comes with this HD camera, like helmet mounted camera. And they had these two fools running around just being retarded. Um, that was dumb, but everything else was really cool. Game looks fantastic, but some of the things that, not were not necessarily discussed in the reveal uh, that were, I guess, spoken to members of the press after the fact. There was a lot of uh, additional things that were um, shared, so I wanted to make sure that everybody in our community got to hear these things. So the game is going to ship with 14 multiplayer maps, so that's a pretty big chunk. I like that. I'm glad to see a good large number of multiplayer maps. Um, they said there probably won't be cross-generational multiplayer, no PlayStation 4 people playing PlayStation 3, no Xbox One playing 360 gamers, which is what we've all expected. Right, right. Um, but, um, you know, but we do know that your stats are going to come across. So if you do play on 360, so here's the thing, we, you know, we talked last week that we're probably guessing that uh, November 29th is probably the true Xbox One release date, which means Call of Duty Ghosts will come out on, on on November 29th, but the 360 version comes out on November 5th. So I'm going to go ahead and gamefly it. I can play it, you know, at least do multiplayer and stuff if I want, or I can do the campaign. And then what I can do is when the game comes out on Xbox One and my Xbox One version ships, all the multiplayer I've done will transfer over to the Xbox One game. So it won't like, I won't have to start over on any of my characters or anything, which is cool. Right. That's really neat. I'm glad to see that. And just for the record, um, let me see. I think, okay, I won't even say it because we talk about it later. But um, so that's kind of cool. Um, let's see. 
it says the next one was that the Ghost development team is um, on the fence about whether Black Ops 2 Shopcaster mode will return. But Mark Rubin said the Ghosts will include spectator modes that are ideal for watching competitive matches. Uh, clan matchups will be a bigger deal than before. They do have a clan versus clan playlist. Uh, it'll basically, uh, it'll be basically on the fly qualifying championships. Your clan will go in and you'll play against a similarly ranked clan in terms of skill level. And of course, they'll have a huge leaderboard that uh, will follow this. And then you can see the top clan in the world is. Uh, the big new squads mode lets you gain XP even when you're not playing. Um, that's which is interesting. This is kind of cool. So that's one benefit to setting it up, but there's really a lot more to it that, than that. The squads lets players compete one on one or play either solo or in co-op against computer-controlled enemies. If you're playing this mode against someone, then you're going into battle alongside five computer-controlled allies. Your player character and those of your five allies are all pulled from a ten-character squad that you're leveling as you play any part of squads. Um, in co-op, up to five friends can join you to play against six computer-controlled enemies. See, I, this I like. I think this will be fun. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like the horde mode type of thing. They had it in Modern Warfare 3. Uh, I think it was called Spec Ops, but it was just two people. And it's just like, it was so much fun, but I'm like, man, if we had four people... This would just rock, you know. Right. Um, so it looks like they're going to do that. That would be cool. Um, they say, let's be clear on this. You and your friends can be competing against the squads assembled by other ghost players, even if those ghost players are offline. So if I assemble ghosts, say I got my squad all set up and, and I'm working, but a buddy of mine is playing the game in the, during the day and I'm not on, they can play against my squad. That I have, and I can log on that night and find out, hey, your squad, some of your squad mates ranked up during the day while you're out. I'm like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So I can set up all these loadouts and different things and try to make the best that I can with all these different characters and to try to get a nice, well-rounded team and see if uh, other people can beat them. So that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm looking through here. Multiplayer levels and ghosts, they can crumble, but not quite the way you've seen in other uh, shooters like Battlefield. Um, the different levels have different levels of destructibility. They're basically sort of set pieces that you trigger. Uh, they didn't they didn't just want random destructibility around the map. Uh, people end up just not really using it or blowing stuff up just for the heck of it. So they wanted there to be moments the players uh, use as part of their strategy. So we saw the example of the gas station falling, you can, you know, and killing some people. Those types of things will always be there. And I think that's similar to like Battlefield's got that radio tower that you can knock over at certain points, I think. But the, right. the destruction won't be like, you know, if there's a wall that can come down, it's going to be, every time you take it down, it's going to be the same piece of wall that comes out. It's not like, well, I can blow up this part of the wall, and next time the other part of the wall, it's just going to be that one middle piece. Mm -hmm. But it, it's fine for this style of game, and I don't really care about having, you know, to be able to totally demolish the buildings. Right. I care less. Um, so I don't know if that's big for, you know, other players of Call of Duty, if they wanted the full destructibility or not. Uh, but we'll see how this goes. Uh, in some maps, like the one that we saw where the gas station falls over, another there's the wall that can be shot out, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. So what are some other things? The character movements will feel tweaked. A lot of the pro players 
uh, have said that it feels really good and that it feels different. As far as speed is concerned, the players move maybe 5% slower, maybe 2%, but at the same time, they're actually moving over stuff faster, so that the effect is that you feel like you're moving through the world faster than before. They can't comment on dedicated servers yet. Um, so it says sounds like they make people happy or sad regarding dedicated servers sometime in the future. Uh, you cannot play as the dog, but the dog is a kill streak reward. You can call him in, and he comes out right where you are, and he's going to follow you around. Um, and another interesting thing about the dog is if you see someone around the corner and he kills you, and your dog is out, and that dog kills the guy who kills you, you get a challenge completion called Martyr Dog. <laughs> okay. So it's I think it's kind of funny because they used to have the the perk or the deaths. I think it was in a I think it was just a perk I think where it was called martyrdom. So if you got killed, you would drop a grenade, and it would blow up, and sometimes you could get kills. And that was called martyrdom. So here we got martyr dog. <laughs> oh boy. So, but yeah, we we're gonna probably see we're gonna see dogs in multiplayer. So, but interesting. Okay. So, I'm I'm awesome. I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's just gonna be a blast. It's. It's awesome, man. It's going to be so much fun. Coming soon. Yes. Coming like, soon to a TV near you. November. Um, it seems so far away, but I really think it's just going to be November before we know it. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, even if it's the end of November, what, it's only three months now? Um, so we're almost at that tail end of August. We're in the middle of so, August. Yeah, three in the months. middle. So we got what two weeks and then two months, so and then one more week after that for Call of Duty to show up. So yeah, eleven weeks. Oh man, that's still too far away. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, moving on. Uh, a guy that used to work over at Valve um, Software, uh, makers of such things as oh, what's it called? Half Life. Half Life, that's the one. Ah, oh, I was picturing, I was picturing the dude running around, but I had a brain fart. Okay, uh, makers of such things as Half Life and uh, the what? Portal, Team Fortress. Portal, yep. Shall I go on? Counter Strike. <laughs> uh, didn't they also make uh, Farmville? Uh, no. No. Okay, different company. Anyway, there's a guy that used to work there earlier this year. He got laid off. His name is Jason Holtman. He is now uh, he has now set up shop at Microsoft, and he will be working on their PC games division. It looks uh, it looks like here, and this also includes the um, a possibility of stuff that could potentially move over to the Xbox. So that is something that could be pretty exciting. The Steam folks, because he used to manage Steam, looks like the Steam folks, they, they did so much in terms of gaming, so hopefully he'll bring that uh, type of mindset over to Microsoft. But he is, uh, Jason Holtman is now at Microsoft. Congrats. I think this is good news, because everybody seems to love Steam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so if we're getting someone who used to manage that, now working on Microsoft side, Hopefully he was a decision maker. Uh, I hope so. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe we'll get some good insight and 
you know, the future of Xbox Live could could change. Oh, for sure, for a lot sure. Based on this guy, so. Oh yeah. So, all right, moving on. Moving on. Moving right along. Have um, you know, we got season passes, Rob. Right. Yes, sir. Had those for a while. Yep. And so, have you thought about what's going to happen when you buy? Call of Duty Ghosts on day one on your Xbox 360 and you buy the season pass and then six months later you're like oh cool I'm upgrading to an Xbox One. Ooh I want Call of Duty on Xbox One. Whoa! My season pass is on 360. Have you thought about that? I have absolutely given that no thought but (laughs) now I'm thinking about it. Tell me more. Season passes are a big thing nowadays. Almost every game that comes out well, not every game comes out, but a lot of games come out with season passes. That's because the sixty bucks that you spent on the game isn't enough. So That's you right. Chuck in another twenty, thirty bucks. So the good news is, for fans of season passes, yep. you now have another reason to look forward to Xbox One with the Season Pass Guarantee Program. You can purchase a season pass for a participating Xbox 360 title and automatically receive access to download the equivalent Xbox One Season Pass. It's simple. Mm -hmm. Some of the biggest publishers, including Activision, Electronic Arts, and Ubisoft, are lined up for this guaranteed program. Offering Season Pass content you can't find anywhere else for blockbuster titles in 2013 and 2014. You'll be able to access exclusive Season Pass content on anticipated titles like Call of Duty Ghosts and Battlefield 4 on both consoles. So that's good news, um, especially for, you know, like myself, you know, I'm getting Call of Duty. I'm going to rent the game, but I'm obviously not going to buy the season pass for Call of Duty. Um, I'll, I'll wait till I get the Xbox One version, but, you know, right. um, and same with Battlefield 4 because those are going to come out at the same time. But uh, for the Xbox One, because they're all going to ship those those two games will actually ship on the same day when the Xbox One comes out, probably. Because um, they were already the 360 versions will already be out. So I don't need to worry about it. But anybody that wants to play like Battlefield 4 or Call of Duty Ghosts and wants those season passes, but then is like, well, I might upgrade next year. I mean, that's good news. They can buy their season pass for Battlefield on 360. And if they upgrade to Xbox One this time next year, bam, they can just download the season pass stuff. And, you know, in Battlefield 4, as long as they buy Battlefield 4 on the new box, they'll get their season pass stuff for free. So no, oh, no yeah. additional cost. I think that's cool, and it's good to see. And it's it's something that, you know, they've never had to – it really shows kind of like where the consoles have gone because we've never had this before. You know, we didn't right. have season passes when we went from Xbox to Xbox 360. So, right, right. So it's good to see that they're taking care of us. So Yes, but do keep in mind that you might want to check with, you know, anybody, any game that's coming out that does have a season pass, you might want to just check with that publisher to see if they are in as part of this program, if you're going to buy a season pass for that game, if you have any thought to possibly upgrading in the future. So, Okay. All right. Ready to move on? I'm ready. You done? You done? All right. So... When Microsoft did their announcement uh, a while back, they basically said that the Xbox One will be available in 21 different markets. Well, they've retracted on that a little bit. They've dropped that number down to 13 markets. So 
was that seven markets ish right around there uh, I need a calculator pull out the calculator can you tabulate that tabulate what 21 <laughs> minus 13 <laughs> oh, anyway okay I'll do that 21 I, yeah, well, minus 13 uh, <laughs> that's eight Rob eight okay wow seven ish all right so they've dropped it down to 13 for the release in November. And that number includes Australia, Austria, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, Spain, the UK, United States, and New Zealand. So those are the uh, territories that will get the Xbox One first uh, as planned in November then uh, the countries that are now uh, out of the list, unfortunately, are Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Netherlands, Norway, Russia, Sweden, and Switzerland. So that kind of stinks for people that reside in those regions. Uh, the, the, for those regions, the plan is to get everything or to get systems out in 2014. And Microsoft seems to be, uh, I guess, are going to. Uh, give those people a free game for having to wait a little bit extra. So that kind of stinks for everybody in in those affected countries. Hopefully we don't have too many of our listeners uh, that are going to be hit by this. uh, I know Soul Assassin's impacted. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yep. Could you... Just cross the border into neighboring country and and get one, bring it back. I would. I, I mean, once you get it, yeah. Because I just wonder if, um, if it has something to do with, let's say, uh, your registration with Live. I doubt it. That no, they were saying it had to do with like localization or some. I don't. Yeah. I just think they can't manufacture enough. I yeah. think that's what it comes down to: is they're not going to have enough. They're not going to be able to produce enough as they originally had hoped to hit all those markets. So they had to scale it back to probably their largest markets. You know, that's probably what they, they did. Yeah. You know, which which stinks. It's like, you know, it, it does stink, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And Yeah. I also wonder if some of this change in the timing here, if that has anything to do with them changing the, you know, the, the planned features as well. It, it, it's possible. I mean, they had to basically rip out some stuff that, you know, was not, you know, that still, they got to go back and recode all that stuff. Yeah. You know that I'm sure those guys are working 24 seven right now. Oh yeah. To get that OS Change it's like a big, yeah, it's a big because fire they're all shipping with those. Like the Xbox that I get in the box is going to be the one that was I was told at E3. It's going to be. It's going to take a day one update to rip all that stuff out. Yeah, surely, yeah. <laughs> so, so they're going to have to, you know, we may have a pretty big update uh, first day. Yeah. So. So yeah, hopefully I don't not know. a couple gig, but <laughs> we'll have to see. But. It could be some of that. It could just be manufacturing. I mean, we don't know. It's probably I mean, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I'm sure. So. Okay. Moving on. All right. Battlefield 4 stats. Um, you will be able to transfer those from the current gen to the next gen. But uh, what looks interesting here, 
Now, my understanding of the Call of Duty, the way it was going to work, is that they just are going to magically work. No matter which, you can play 360, boot up your Xbox One, and all your stats that you earned on the 360 will be there. You can play for a while on the Xbox One, turn it off, go to your buddy's house, log in there on his 360, and everything you did on Xbox One will be there. So it's like, my understanding is it was going to flow back and forth, and i got to find out if that's true or not. But for Battlefield 4, it's a one-time transfer only. Um, you're going to be able to move all your stats from the 360 to the Xbox One one time. The transfer includes all stats, unlocks, awards, assignments, ranks, and all the premium content and membership players have. Um, so that just wanted to make sure you guys understood with Battlefield 4, it is simply a one-time deal. And I'm going to look up, too, if if it if it is a one-time deal, if I could find anything on Ghosts. Okay. So, but that's yeah. that's it. So Battlefield's one-time only. And, okay. Um, see, but see, here's... Here, let me only add. This is the thing I see about Call of Duty Ghosts. Stats will transfer fluidly across the Xbox One and Xbox 360. Right. Um, individual profiles will transfer from current to next-gen consoles and vice versa. Ghosts' profiles will not be transferable across console families. Okay. But it's saying your individual profile will go back and forth. So that's why it looks to me like the Ghost Call of Duty, you can, like I said, you can play on 360, then go to the 1, then go to 360, then go to 1, and everything you earn is just going to keep accumulating. It's almost like your your soldiers in the cloud. On Battlefield, it's going to be a one-time deal only, and then you're going to have to stay on Xbox One from then on out. Right. So. Okay. All right, moving on. There's been a lot of talk over the last couple of years about uh, issues with Xbox 360, wouldn't you say? There's a famous term for it, the red ring. Not that I recall. Oh, you never heard of it? What's what's with this ring? What are you talking about? Are you trying? To, are you proposing? <laughs> are you Lord of the Rings? Oh, oh, come now. <laughs> anyway, so there are all all the issues. Don't need to explain it. It cost them, what, a billion dollars? One yep. billion dollars overall. So because of that, Microsoft's extremely sensitive to the operation of the, of the Xbox One. Uh, if, I think we had, what, two weeks ago we had uh, discussed the huge, massive fan that's inside the thing. This thing's enormous. It's about, what, one-third it's pretty big. The yeah. size of the internal case, and it's just there to cool everything down. Uh, there's all this other stuff that they've done to uh, basically cause the system to function uh, at a lower heat rate or, or whatnot. Well, Microsoft's released a little bit more information about the, the operations of the 360, in particular with the heating of the system. And they've said that that fan does not operate at maximum speed. And I personally would hope that it wouldn't because fans at high speed tend to be very noisy. And I definitely want my three, or my Xbox One to be quieter than the 360. Uh, that's for sure. 
So they've done a whole bunch of uh, engineering uh, things to the Xbox One to cause it to basically not generate as much heat. And they say that the Xbox One can dial back the power of the box considerably, forcing the system into a low power state to correct any possible issues that it might have. So the system will actually kind of guard itself from overheating. And also that the system can dial up the speed on the fan all the way to maximum speed if it really needs it. So if there's something critical uh, to the system, for example, if it starts to overheat, it might put it into a low power state so it's not generating as much heat and it can dial up that fan to try to get cool air to uh, cool the system off. If you throw a blanket over it and you start playing some heavy-duty games, I don't know what will happen. It probably won't be very good for your system to do that. Uh, I know in the equipment that I work with, we have a, a state where the system can actually go into a thermal shutdown. This is with uh, networking equipment, where if the system gets really, really hot, um, we've had some instances where a, a room AC might go out. You know what I'm talking about, Mark, right? Oh, yeah. You know, in the server room or a wiring closet, the AC goes out in there which is very bad. Next thing you know, the room temperature in there is 110 degrees. So if the room temperature is 110, inside those little metal boxes, inside the computers and, and networking equipment, it's even hotter. And the system's actually designed to essentially shut itself down. It still has power. Uh, the fans can run at a low rate, but everything else kind of shuts down so that the uh, system doesn't generate as much heat in, in order to protect itself. So there's a possibility of something like that even being in there, although they haven't mentioned that they've really basically talked about it, just dialing down some of the power consumption and uh, adjusting the fan. But it's to me, it's comforting that Microsoft is doing this because they are thinking forward and, and they do not want to have another Red Ring uh, scenario. Although... I don't think it would be a red ring on this because there is no red ring, like you said, Mark. <laughs> yeah, they're going to take all the red lights off the front of it, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> now it'll be blue. Yeah. It'll be the blue dot problem if there's anything. Uh, I'm just kidding about that. But uh, I'm hoping for Microsoft and I'm hoping for all of us that uh, that this stuff actually does its job properly. And I'm sure they've invested millions millions of dollars into this uh, to you know, stop any potential uh, repeat of history. But uh, that's it. Moving on. Oh, this is interesting. I have, my yeah. next story is on Forza 5. Okay. And I was just looking. I've got Forza 5 pre-ordered, but they announced the limited edition, so I was looking on Amazon to see what the price was and, and stuff. And I came across this uh, Xbox bundle with Forza Motorsport. For I thought it said three. Okay. Uh, this the original Xbox <laughs> with the original Forza Motorsport. Oh wow! You can buy it. And they said um, I'm looking here if there's any new. I thought they it says new. Uh, here's one brand new in the box, never used. Three hundred forty nine dollars. Wow. <laughs> Ships from California. So. 
dude, I should buy, I should buy this, man. I want, I want the original Xbox. Um, anyways, I'm not going to do that. But the uh, limited edition was announced, so I wanted to kind of go over what some of these were in case anybody decided uh, maybe they wanted to upgrade their pre-order if they have one in. So, all right, let me figure out where to start this. The limited edition, this is what's going to come in this. You get It comes with multiple car packs, VIP membership privileges, and packed-in content. Um, this is the ultimate package for for Forza Motorsport 5 fans. This also includes the all-new 2014 Audi RS7 Sportback on the cover and includes the following digital content. So here's what you're going to get. Limited edition car pack. It's a five-car pack, features new cars that are already designed for legendary status. Each car in the blah, blah, blah will be tuned to the top of its respective class. So this is the 2011 Audi R3S Sportback, the 2012 Austin Martin Vanquish, the 2013 Ford M. Shelby Mustang GT500, the 2013 McLaren P1, and the 2013 SRT Viper GTS. You also get Forza 5 uh, VIP membership. This includes two times player reward acceleration, access to exclusive multiplayer events, and in, an exclusive in-game player card badge, and then in-game gifts from the Forza community team. VIPs will also have access to the VIP car pack, which includes the 1965 Shelby Cobra 427 SC, the 1987 Rough CTR Yellowbird, the 1991 Mazda number 55 787B, the 2011 Ford F-150 SVT Raptor, and the 2011 Bugatti Veyron Super Sport. Bam! Oh, yeah. That one car is the reason I would actually pay the extra 20 bucks. Um, yeah. You also get the day one car pack. It's a three car pack featuring special tunes. Um, but I believe the day one car pack is also in the regular. If you buy the, the standard edition day one cop version, I think you get that as well. Yeah. In addition, you get the steel, steel book case, a decal sheet, um, featuring Forza Motorsport 5, Xbox One, and Audi window decals, and 1,250 car tokens, which is a $10 value, that will allow limited edition owners instant access to any car in the game. Um, My only concern with this is those tokens, they're probably the same thing as in Forza Horizon, and I'm really not happy that they did that. But anyways, I guess this is a way to unlock some stuff pretty quick without using in-game cash. So, right. um, this version is going to cost $80 for this version. So, um, and if you bought the regular $60 version, the day one edition, it does also have the car pack. The day one car pack includes the 2010 Audi TTRS Coupe, the 2013 Ford Focus ST, and the 2011 Lamborghini Gallardo LP574 Super Leggera. <laughs> So that is what you get. So there's quite a bit there. You get a, you know, for the extra twenty dollars, you're getting um, what five more cars plus the VIP pack cars. So you're getting you're getting ten more cars. Um, You're getting a ten dollars worth of car tokens to allow you to open up anything else. Um, So that's really not a bad deal. And then the decal and the steel book. 
That's what decals, man. That's what it's all about. That's what it's about. It's all in the, it's, it's all in the decals. <laughs> all right, moving on. A uh, little bit of uh, awesome news. Uh, Thief, uh, the, uh, the new game from uh, Square Enix. Would this this would make it four, right? Because there was one, two, and three. Uh, or this be three? I forget. I anyway. think there was Thief three, but yeah. isn't this one like a reimagining or reboot? Yes. Okay. That it definitely is. So it's been dated. It'll be out on February 25th in North America and the 28th in Europe and other territories. So it'll be out for all the systems, the PS4, Xbox One, PlayStation 3, 360, and the PC. They released a new trailer. Uh, go check it out. That is all. All right. And just as I mentioned earlier, the games for gold right now, uh, Dead Rising 2 and Dead Rising 2K0 are free. They will be free till the end of August, so grab them while you can. That's very quick and easy. You can even do it from your computer. You don't have to be on your 360. That's right. I just did that a little bit ago. It's actually <laughs> easier, I think, to do it on the, on the on the PC. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, just click, 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 and you're done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can push it down or, or whatever. Just got to remember to turn your Xbox on so it can start downloading the stuff. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. Otherwise, you'll be starting whenever you want to play. Okay. So we had Skylanders a couple of years ago, about two years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And now we've got new and improved Disney Infinity. As of today, actually. Yeah, this is one that I I think uh, will potentially hurt my pocketbook. Don't do it, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we, if I can uh, dodge this bullet. So there was an interesting article in Kotaku uh, titled "How much is Disney Infinity going to cost you?" Nothing. So you say? Oh, no, it's, it's <laughs> real easy to dodge this bullet, Rob. Don't here, buy it. Here, here, let me go. Daddy, okay. can you can you buy me Disney Infinity? No. There you go. You just dodged the bullet. How hard was that? There was a pause there. I know you, so I, I want you to know that that pause makes him think, hmm, I made him think about it so I can ask him again. I keep asking. Yes. You can't, that, all you got to do is eliminate that pause. It's an immediate no. <laughs> until, until you want to buy it for yourself. No, don't even do that because <laughs> that's what starts it because then you want them too, and then you're trying to justify it. Yes. But anyways, I'll let you continue on with your story because this is quite interesting. And I think people need to understand this. This is going to be – you thought Skylanders was expensive? Oh, boy. Disney's going to milk you fools for everything we got, man. <laughs> More so than they already do. Yep. Okay, you all ready for this? Let's begin. So Disney's uh, uh, platform launched today, right? Sunday? Yep, yep. Which means that a lot of people are, or this is too late for a lot of people. Because <laughs> the, they already got nails today. Yep. So here's, uh, here's some information. First thing you're going to need is a starter kit. So this includes the base, which connects up to the console. It's got a game enhancing power disc, a cube to unlock three adventure modes, and 
three figures, Captain Jack Sparrow, Mr. Incredible, and Sully from Monsters, Inc. So those are some cool characters. But we shall continue. So from the GameStop pricing, the starter kit is $75. So that right there is the bare minimum. That is the low point in what you can spend. So that right there is already above what we're used to, mm. for the most part, of $60. So it's 15 over. Okay? If you have more than one child, which affects a lot of people... <laughs> I do. do you want, yeah. Do you want to play the adventure place that's in co-op mode? Since only characters of the corresponding property can exist in an adventure playset, you'll need... You'll need at least one other figure from each of the game's three starting worlds. Hmm. That, that means, means mm-hmm. what? No, yeah, go ahead. That means you'll need either the Sidekicks pack or the Villains pack, retailing for twenty nine ninety nine. These packs contain three villains or three additional heroes from each of the three starting worlds: Davy Jones, Syndrome, and Randall Boggs. Or Barbarossa, Miss, Mrs. Incredible, and Mike Wazowski. All right. So, where are we at right there? Assuming you only need one version of the game, you're up to one hundred four ninety-eight. So it's a hundred and five dollars already. What about the two adventure? What about the other two adventure worlds? Are you going to get the most out of Disney Infinity if you don't have the Lone Ranger and car sets? No, you're not. Both of these packs contain two figures and a cube that unlocks what is essentially an entirely new adventure game within Disney Infinity. They're $40 a piece, although you can find them uh, for $35, it looks like. So right now, we're looking at $185 before taxes. If we're spending this much... Might as well get some of the rest of the toys, right? Each individual figure runs $14, which is more expensive than normal-sized Skylanders. However, the good news is we've saved $24 by buying the villain and sidekick packs. But the bad news, that still leaves Francesco, Bernoulli, and Mater from Cars, and Violet from Dash um, Violet and Dash from The Incredibles. Adding those to the pile, you're now at $241. Good thing your kids don't want these game-enhancing power disc packs, uh, which will ring you up two at, uh, for two at uh, $6. Wow. So $253 for a full set of the game. Yikes. And that's just... Yeah, that, but then there's going to be rolling out more stuff. But in October, yes, that's the Toy just Story, in the, beginning. the Toy Story pack comes out. That's another forty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of how big the Disney, fran- you know, even in the picture they have, you got Wreck It Ralph. Uh, yep. Who else is in this? That Phineas and Ferb, that's... Mickey's. Uh, he's got his sorcerer hat from Fantasia. But you got Tangled, Skull, Skull Guy. From... Oh. Um, once Night upon before, a nightmare or something like this, that. Isn't that the nightmare before Christmas? Nightmare before before Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. Whatever. So, and, you know, there's just no end to the, to this, just to this at all. 
And now they own Star Wars, so they can bring Star Wars into this. And that's true. Just it's gonna. It's just too expensive, man. Oh yeah. And you know they're gonna be putting out new playsets probably every freaking month. Oh yeah. So. They're all probably waiting in the wings already. Oh, I'm sure they are. It's so, gonna sell like hotcakes. This is gonna probably be a huge. Oh yeah. Run away. Oh, run as far away as you can. This is how they're gonna pay for. This is, this is how they're going to pay for LucasArts. <laughs> One of the ways. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Their dastardly plan. There you go. I think Slickly executed. Yeah. So that's that. All right. And I'm going to wrap up here the last story with um, Sony has now said that they're going to share their release plans for the PlayStation 4 on August 20th. So... Um, that is just in two days. So on Tuesday, I guess they're going to announce, you know, date and who's getting them. So I'm, I'm going to guess that, you know, they've been trumping all over Microsoft. Um, they keep hitting them. So I'll guarantee the PlayStation 4 is going to be released to every market. They're going to come out and say, we're not going to leave anybody out. You know they're going to do it. Yeah. You know, but the thing is they might send one to Belgium. But they're going to still say that they sent one to Belgium, you know, that they're, they were available. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they'll do. They'll do anything they can to try to make Microsoft look bad. But yeah, uh, we should get like a release when... date, you know, yeah. of when. We'll see if that December 14th, I think it was December 14th we said, right, Rob? Was the, I think that was the release date we said last week for like PlayStation. Yeah. Um, the 14th is, that's a Saturday. Maybe it was the tenth or the seventeenth, but um, irregardless, we should have a as of this week we should have a release date for the PlayStation Four. So, with that being said, once Sony announces it, we'll probably and the reason I'm bringing this up is once they announce it, we'll probably shortly thereafter, if not the next day, which is the start of GamesCon, then we'll probably see Microsoft announce their release date. Yeah. So. So maybe maybe we'll have a release date this week for the Xbox One. A confirmed, maybe. anyways. Maybe. So. All How right. exciting. How exciting. This could be a good week, folks. That's right. So. And that's it for the for the main topics. All right. Let's get right into on. our community. Let's. All right. First thing we've got is from Tanner Nelson. Uh, Tanner writes in, okay, so as of right now, I am the only person in my group of friends who has an Xbox One pre-ordered. Chances are, because that you'll probably be the only one that's playing it. Because <laughs> nobody else will be able to find one after they see how cool yours is. I just wanted to know when you guys think uh, they will be able or available to the people who are too late in getting their pre-orders in so that they so that I can have some idea of how long I will have to wait before I can enjoy all those amazing new games, COD Ghosts, BF4, Forza 5, etc., on the new console with my buddies. Thanks. So what do you think? <laughs> Go off. I, I, I win. I got I, yeah, yeah, I was trying to beat you to it. I think um, I say give it. Uh, you know, they should have some more in the stores. They're going to be pushing them out as fast as they can. So there'll be more in the stores before Christmas, but 
you know, I think it's they're going to be hard. It's going to be one of those things of when they show up, they're going to be gone that day probably yeah. um, until after Christmas. But I think after Christmas you'll you'll see these things from both companies sitting on the on the shelves yeah. available. Oh, so. absolutely. Because I mean, and, they've sold out their pre-orders, but they're still making them even to this day. Right now, they just yeah. probably aren't opening them up. They said we're going to have this many for pre-orders. And then everything after that's gonna what's gonna be on the shelves in the store. So, I mean, it's possible that even on day one, people will be able to go to the store and get them, because say say like a Walmart for example, they're getting you know say they're getting a hundred per store, but they probably only allotted fifty per store for pre-orders or something, you know, so that they do have them on the shelves, because um, they do these these retailers are gonna want to bring people in to get them. So. Oh yeah, I you know if they want them, I think they'll be able to get them, but it's going to be hard. Yes, it'll basically come down to how bad your buddies want them. And tell them tell them to uh, go on Amazon, and you can be alerted when they're available, and you'll get an email as soon as they go back in the system as available to be ordered, and at least that gives you an option. Um, and I don't know, I think I think Tanner is uh, in New Zealand, so I'm not sure what options he has for retailers, but, um, you know, might want to check on their websites and see if they offer email alerts when the products are available. Or something, right. And then let your buddies know. And, Rob, didn't you used to track through some website, like Deal News or something like that? Well, I had a this program called Early Warning, and that's U-R-L, not early, like E-A-R-L-Y. So uh, what this used to do is you would set it to monitor a particular page so that it would alert you as soon as that page changes. And there would be some kind of timer, like it would check every 10 minutes or whatnot. So whenever there was a change to that web page, meaning it went from sold out to a quantity, then the thing would send you some kind of notification. It was very exciting. It was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I used to monitor this thing, because it would go off for some stupid reason, because it would be any change on the page. It doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, the stock count or something like that. And I found it very frustrating just watching the sales sites and, hey, somebody's, you know, like, let's say, um, I don't know, like here in the United States, Best Buy's got them. And then you go over there. The page isn't working. They're just being hammered. It's just too much effort. <laughs> so this time, because I went through that with the original Xbox. I went through it on a 360. It's not worth it. It's not worth the lines or anything like that. So I pre-ordered. So coming down to your buddies, Tanner, it's just a matter of how bad they want it. And yeah. if, if they don't pre-order it, if they don't try to reserve it somehow in advance, it's it's just going to be an exercise in frustration if it's something that they really want. So they're better off just trying to get it. And if they didn't but, pre-order it, what that really says is you need to find some new friends. Because yes. they're just not worth your time. <laughs> right. And you can play with your friends on Xbox Live instead. That's right. Rob and I will be out there. <laughs> yes. We'll be your new friends. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So that was uh, Tanner then... Um, uh, Jeff writes in, what system is Titanfall for? He's getting different answers. Ooh, ooh, I know this one. 
And I just want to say I am smarter than GameStop employees because Jeff said that GameStop told him it was only on Xbox One. And that's just a lie, a vicious lie. And I even pointed him to uh, um, the Titanfall website, which right on their main page says you can pre-order it for Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC. <laughs> so, yeah. And they even have a, a digital, a PC digital option. So, But um, it is PC, Xbox One, and Xbox 360. That is the platforms that it has been announced for. Okay. So. All right. Kareem Ritten, with all the free games be, being given out and all the games on sale on Xbox Live, my hard drive is full. I want to know after the Xbox One is released, do you think Microsoft will keep letting us delete and re-download games that we own on our... Gamertag? Gamertag. Yeah. Yeah, I would expect it. I don't see why not. Yeah. Especially yeah. since everything's got to be installed now, and we're only getting a 500 gig hard drive. I mean, and the games are going to be Blu-ray, so they're going to be even bigger than they are now. Yeah, they're they're going to have to continue that. Yeah. You, you should be able to download it. And I would expect it. It's still live Xbox Live right now. I can go down. I can download stuff that has been delisted as long as I've already purchased it or downloaded it in the past. Mm-hmm. So. That stuff is always available to you. So, okay. So, All right. But the, good, it. but the good news for Kareem, sorry, the good news is Kareem is the Xbox One is going to support external hard drives. So you can. What I actually plan on doing, in fact, I should look. I should just order one. Um, I need to. I need to check that out. But if you get like a US uh, USB 3.0 external hard drive, you're, that, that's what you're going to want to get. Um, you can plug that in right to your Xbox One and use that as additional storage. It mm-hmm. will support that. So, Very cool. All right, Don writes in, is there an easy way to format and hook up an external hard drive to the 360? Nope. Yeah. Um, Only external thing really is a USB drive. Yeah, and I think they're limited to, I want to say, 8 gig. 16? I think I, there's a limit. I remember yeah. because I popped one in, and it and it was like it would only format like half of my space because that's right. the limit. They only allow – I don't understand why they did that. But, yeah, I believe it's just, just uh, thumb drives is all the 360 will allow. Yeah, most things get kind of pricey when they get big anyway. Yeah, so – but uh, just for the heck of it, I just looked up a Western Digital 2-terabyte external USB 3.0 hard drive. is 115 bucks. That's cheap. 2-terabyte, yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess uh, that, that's a no. Then uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew writes in, when are we getting Halo 3, and what do you think the next set of free games is going to be? What do you think? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I thought, you know, they said Halo 3 and Assassin's Creed was going to be the first games we got, and we haven't seen Halo 3 yet, but um, I say we're going to get it before January 2014, <laughs> because yeah. the, progr- the whole thing is going to end in December. That's the last. So you'll have it right. by the, the, the end of December. Um, what else do we think they're going to throw at us? 
Um, I, I think it, like the next one will probably be a smaller title. Probably some, yeah, I think. Cause the, you know, they came out with Defense Grid and then they did Assassin's down. Creed and Crackdown. Yeah. And so I think Dead it'll Rising. be, yeah, I, I think it'll be uh, a smaller title. I could see him giving away Alan Wake. Um, that was a, uh, that was a Microsoft Studio game. That was really good. Um, wow, that's hmm. Good, good, good question. Oh yeah. Not really I'm sure. Really sure. I'm gonna look up real quick. Let me look at some of their games. They. I wonder if they might. They might give away. A, I wonder if they could do it. Maybe a Gears of War. Maybe the original Gears of War. They might. Yeah. Because they they own the Gears. I mean, that's an Unreal game, but. They still own that uh, franchise. That's their franchise. Right. I'm trying to find their games. Let's see. For 360, I'm trying to find a list of the games that they have. But I'm not I finding it. it. I guess one way to consider it is that if it's going to be a retail game, it's going to be one that's now available as a downloadable. Maybe that's one way to kind of get a jump on what it could be. That's true. And I think, I'm pretty sure Alan Wake is a games-on-demand title, so... Yeah. Oh, here we go. First Party. Duh, it was right where I was looking. Um, so oh, there's, just, party. There's, there's way too much stuff on this list. Yeah. <laughs> so if somebody feels like you go through the games-on-demand list and see what's potentially uh, first party. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. That might be it. So. Alright, and uh, that was the last one. So, uh, for the retail releases, you want to go through the list? Sure. Um, this week, so, um, yeah, August 20th, there's going to be three games coming out, retail. Saints Row 4, um, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist, which I actually got on pre-order, so I'll be playing that on Tuesday. And the Bureau, XCOM Declassified, is finally going to ship. Wow, yeah. So um, I've got the Bureau I'm getting from Gamefly, so I should have that by next that by next weekend. Okay. Um, already released today uh, was Disney Infinity. Thank which you. is unusual for a Sunday release. Yeah. So... And uh, coming out in the arcade this week to continue the summer of arcade is Flashback. Yeah. Nice. Is this something you're looking forward to? Oh, yeah, yeah. This I original think... game was phenomenal. I don't even I know just... what this is. <laughs> it's a remake from an old Amiga game. So there was Flashback and then there was a, a second one. It was made by a French studio where it, it was one of the first games that was really cinematic. It was almost groundbreaking. It used vector. It was like shaded vector art. And it looked phenomenal. It was something you never saw back in the day like that. Okie dokie. Back in so 1992. This is, yeah, this is a, a reboot of that. And... Storyline, I believe. I don't remember if it's going to be the same thing or a, a slight change. Well, there's. I could read the plot, but it's 
pretty big here. Yeah. But, and no one cares but you. <laughs> oh, a lot of people care. I'd, my fear on this whole thing is that it's going to be one of those things where you're so excited for it because you have such fine memories of it, and then you play it and you're like, ugh, this stinks. But since it is being redone, I'm, I've got high hopes. Yeah. And we'll definitely be getting this one. I'm just going to order it. I'm not even going to demo it or anything like that. It's, it's a must-buy for me. All right. Well, then we expect next week for you to uh, finish uh, the three-hour game you're on now and, and, and try this one. <laughs> Report back. <laughs> how about, how about uh, we just set the bar a little bit lower and say that I just buy it? Okay. <laughs> Anything beyond that is, is extra. Okay. It's just bonus. Okay, you give it, you, but you don't. We don't. We're not expecting you to take the wrapper off, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> I guess we can do that. I kid. I kid. All right. Well, you, that's it. Uh, that's it for the show. Unless you got anything else, Rob. That is all, my friend. All right. So. And I'd like to give a big shout out to Skype for not hosing us a second time. And then there's a bloop. Bloop <laughs> right, trying to. It's listening, so cover. before it does disconnect us, um, if you listen to us on iTunes, please rate us five stars. Um, and I guess that is it. I am Mark, aka Wingman709. Take it off. And I'm Rob, also known as Presar on Xbox Live. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all next week. <laughs>